What's up, party people? What's going on in this episode of the Better Fantasy Bureau podcast? We decided that we would want to do some quick rapid fire segments. So we're going to do a couple different segments. I don't know how quick and rapid fire they're going to be, but we are going to do a couple different segments on this show, all fantasy football topic related. Uh, and like I said, we're back again doing weekly episodes. And don't forget, we still got that giveaway of that beautiful, sexy trophy to give away. All that and much more on this episode of the Better Fantasy Bureau podcast. All right, brain. You don't like me, and I don't like you. But let's just do this, and I can get back to killing you with beer. You are now tuned into the Better Fantasy Bureau podcast. 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 This place is an untapped resource. I love it! With your host, Flex Bliss. You almost think I'm pretty stupid. I'm dangerous. I'm very, very dangerous. And Alex Marchetti. Your voice is like a combination of Fergie and Jesus. For the everyday fantasy sports player. I would rather listen to Fran Drescher for eight hours. Help! Now, I am going to teach some kids a lesson. They're a bunch of f***ing amateurs. And now, on with the show, Party People. Party people. What's up, party people? Welcome, 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 welcome to another fantastic, exciting, entertaining, informative, and what I could also say, let's be real, because I'm one very corny episode of the Better Fantasy Bureau podcast. I am your man, 50 Grand Flex Hitless. Here are my co host lies and direct, with much respect. Alex Marchetti Spaghetti, get ready with the machete, because I spit the facts. What's up, BFAs? You know, can at least do it to the beat of the song. No, no, impossible. <laughs> I, I, I'm definitely gonna chop it up. No, nah, you could do you're, it. You're much worse of my, you know, how I'm spitting. Would, would you want to try to rhyme a song that's already like that you didn't make to see if you could flow it to this to, to our instrumental? What do you mean that I didn't make? Like it's like the lyrics of a song you already know. I bomb no. atomically. Socrates philosophies no, and hypotheses. Can't find a hobby dropping these. No, no, no. I can't do that. You know, so I, I suck with you know. Memorizing, you know, that, you know that lyrics. song I was rapping though, don't you? Yeah, of course. Okay, it's uh, Wu Tang song. Okay, 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 okay. I was about to. Uh, have you I, seen I the documentary? I was about to. Have you seen the you. documentary? No, I have not. I have heard is good. I gotta watch it. I have not seen it yet, to be honest with you. Well, you, you, you know, watch it. You know, it's funny. I did. I did. That fu- beat is so hard. You gotta play it now. People have to. You have to. You know, like these our BFAs right now. Let me, let me, let me. Those let me, that don't know, they, 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 they know. They no, know. no, some might not know. All right, we're gonna post something related on our Instagram. You know, right? we're in our thirties, but yes, we are. And you know, we we definitely have we'll, BFAs are in their twenties. We'll post something related about that in, in, our, in our BFB, which is a perfect time to mention to follow us on Instagram at BFB Podcast and on Twitter also at BFB Podcast. But saying that, you know, it's funny, Marchetti. Uh, you ever heard of this? Um, uh, page on Instagram called Server Life. Yes, Ooh, come on, man, it's hilarious. Been in this because we both in the restaurant for game such a long time. Absolutely. So it's funny. I remember I saw this post and I screenshotted it. It's hilarious. It's, uh, I just did this last night and it says, "Dear parents and prudes, we will be playing." And this is like a picture that they put on their restaurant on the window. And it says, "Dear parents and prudes, we will be playing unedited hip hop all day today for Wu Tang Wednesdays. Due to the nature of their music, there may be some language which may offend you or your kids. Unless, of course, you take parenting advice from old dirty bastard. In which case, Wu Tang is for the children." And then they put a picture of Wu Tang <laughs> on it. Yeah, Ooh, baby, I like it raw. Yeah, baby, I like it raw. Old dirty bastards. Are- shimmy, shimmy, ah, uh, shimmy, yeah, shimmy, yeah. Old Dirty Bastards lyrics say, Pass me the mic before I take it away. Right? Old Dirty Bastards lyrics say, Trust me with your kids. 
You know, that's what exactly what it says. R.I.P. Old Dirty Bastard. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to that restaurant. The address you, and everything. You know, right I recorded there. Old Dirty Bastard when I was a yeah, music you told engineer. Me. I know. I remember you told me when he came out of jail and then he signed with Rockefeller. With the Rock. With the Rock. Yeah. Right. He came out and he said, and he went to the mic and he went oobity oobity do, oop oop sibidi do. That's all he did. He doop, did a bunch of automatopoeia. No, he did not. He went oobity 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 do. No, 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 no way. He you ever seen another Chappelle show? What? Spit hot fire like Dylan? Nah, nah. There was there was something that uh oh the, the Wu Tang clan, I think they won uh the hey, Asian no, delegation. Two. No. No? No. When they did like the, the, the race delegations and then the race draft and the races would draft somebody to be there, like Tiger Woods finally got drafted to be hundred percent black in the black race because he's half black, half Jewish. No, half black, half Asian. Sounds like a South Park episode. Anyways, <laughs> it was funny. But then the Asian delegation, you know, you know they, they they drafted the Wu Tang clan. And then Rizzo's like, yo, old dirty bastard can't be here because he's on the eye of vacation. But he says, oobity oobity do. <laughs> See, now you get no, it, right? Yeah, now I it's funny. It. I get it now. All right. All right. <laughs> uh, moving on right now, party people. So uh, we're back here as we are for our weekly episode of the Better Fantasy Bureau podcast. Weekly. And as always, do not forget that we have our sexy trophy that we're giving away. So sexy. I should have that drop out. You remember that song from Twister? The one with Kanye? No, no. The one with uh, R. Kelly. So sexy. I don't know who that guy is. R. Kelly? Yeah. You just like deleted him because of his, uh, everything that's going on with him? You just deleted him from your memory bank? Yeah, I deleted him from my platinum plaque. From your platinum plaque. Oh, right. That's right. You have a platinum plaque with him too. Yeah, it's in my closet right now. It <laughs> Wait, was it? That was a song. Well, it was, he has a song with I, a closet. I know, I know. He does have a song in the closet, and that, that's another hilarious South Park episode. We're going way off topic with everything. I, I really <laughs> hope there's somebody listening that knows every reference that I'm talking about. But anyways, in that album, that part where you had that platinum plaque. First of all, why don't you explain to the people why you have a platinum plaque with R. Kelly? So they're confused. Uh, they're like, what the hell? This guy's got a platinum plaque, and they don't. don't you're not telling us why. You know, sometime. Long ago, I was a music manager. I managed music producers. Marchetti management. Yeah, it was Marchetti management. They like it. Um, I managed music producers that produce R&B, hip-hop, pop, music. EDM. Music in music general. producer. I produ- I yeah. am the music manager. I manage. Yeah, but the type of genre. You know, they didn't do country. <laughs> no, you know, get- they know Lil Nas X, you know? I get it. I get it. You get it? Go on. All right. So, you know, we had a lot of opportunities. We've done a whole bunch of stuff, remixes, et cetera. Justin Timberlake, Britney Spears, yeah, who keep on going on. One of the placements we had is with R. Kelly, yes. Double Up album, Double Up. That's the album. Yes, uh, the song that we did is um, "Get Dirty" featuring yes. Chameleon. There, yes, yes, yes. Get Dirty. Yes, you did. Yeah, the guys did that, and then you know, R. Kelly, you know, sold more than a million records, and uh, we was commemorated for with a platinum plaque. What? Yeah. You're a platinum black. Yep. Yep. And so now it's in my closet. Now it's in your closet. And, and, and uh, there, there's a song in that album that had me cracking up because the way it starts off, and it's supposed to be a love song. I thought it was the most stupidest thing. Not that R. Kelly's ever said, because I'm sure he said way stupid stuff in his lifetime off the microphone. But one of the stupidest things he's ever like, like said, I heard in Music General, where he goes, I drop a tear in the ocean. Oh, nah, but that's a different song. It's a different song. That's it's a different, different song. song. I know that's it's a different not, song. That's, not, that's I, not even in that album. It is in that album. No. Are you sure? No. We did a record for Brother, B-R-U-T-H-A. That wasn't an R. Kelly song? It, R. Kelly wrote the song. We produced oh. the song. Oh. Uh, and 
band. It was these um, boy band, urban boy band. Right. that was signed to Def Jam at that time. Okay, and um, ah, what's the name of the song? I don't, uh, I don't know. That but that was the introduction of that. So song. to finish the introduction, the way it goes off, it goes. <laughs> that was so hilarious. I drop a tear in the, the ocean, ocean. <laughs> and when you find it. That's when I'll stop loving you. <laughs> uh, what? Man, you are one pathetic loser. <laughs> what the hell was that? What it's, was uh, that? The name of the song is One Day on This Earth. So <laughs> That was the most... That was in 2010. So That was the most... Cr- wild. And you know what it is? It's I, still, I feel like playing it right now. No, because we're not connected to the radio. It's not going to sound good. But it's like, you know what it is? It's like, even nowadays with the music as dumb as it is, that's still up there with one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. That was so bad. R. Kelly wrote that line, that intro? That, no, yeah, of course. Oh, my God. It's, it's such an R. Kelly type of uh, line, you know? <laughs> Man. You are one <laughs> pathetic loser. One of my favorite lines of all time that doesn't make sense is, uh, I drink Hennessy straight with tomato juice. <laughs> Can you name who said that? That sounds like a camera line. <laughs> that, that is, that's a good one. Noriega. Nori. <laughs> in, in the what, what, what? The one that right, Pharrell right. produced. Okay. I drink Hennessy straight with tomato juice. <laughs> uh, what? I don't, I don't know. He's he's stopping the hangover, so Bloody Mary type. C- Cameron has some good lines. Cameron has some classic ones. But you know what? Cam- Cameron's one of those people that, you know, could say it and get away with it. It's just, like, entertaining, I guess, in a sense. No. You know? It's like... it's like uh, <laughs> some, of, some of these folks are like, who are you talking about? Right I now? rock mostly Dolly. I leave you holy, holy. holy. You'll say holy moly. <laughs> <laughs> oh what did but uh he's like i leave you the same color as you who or something like that. yeah yeah <laughs> yo your jewelry match your beer all gold <laughs> he's like there's a guy my fort is a fortress ma with that ass you the horse or the horses <laughs> computers computing Computers keep on computing. All, All right, right, let's go. We're going let's way go. off topic. Fast. This, this is rambling can talk. Yeah, That's what yeah, this yeah, is, but go. it's hilarious. All right. Wait, can we both agree, though, that the greatest ad libber of all time is, is uh, Jim Jones? Jim Jones? Jim Jones is the greatest ad libber of all time. Yeah. Balling. Like, speeding. Like, Jim Jones, like, he's a type of person, if, if anybody's, like, never really heard a Jim Jones song, pay attention to it, and it's true, so Jim Jones actually just takes his time writing the ad-libs and the songs, he just says whatever, he makes no sense in what he says, he's just saying whatever, but he actually writes out his ad-libs, and Jim Jones is the greatest ad-libber of all time, I will give him that. All right, let's all move right. on, let's get back into our fantasy football talk, because people, fantasy. Let's people go. who wanted to hear fantasy sports have not been getting any of that. No. All right, let's get back into it and talk about my fantasy sports. Uh, I, I wonder what the official doctor the BFB thinks about all this because he fi- he'll find this entertaining what we were talking about, Doctor Fernandez. He's definitely gonna be hitting you up the, on the DM, <laughs> the plastic surgeon to the stars. And um, so let's go back and do a little bit of a repeat and retreat. As we said on this episode, we're going to be doing different uh, segments. Um, 
And once again, remember, if you want to win this trophy, uh, go check it out on our Instagram. I have it saved on our story highlights. You can see the picture of the trophy there that we're giving away. Just like us and review us on wherever you listen to us, whether it be Spotify, in iTunes, Google Play, iHeartRadio, wherever you listen to us. And send us a screenshot through our DM. Send us a screenshot in our DM that you uh, liked us, that you that you uh, rated us, reviewed us, and are following us on Instagram. So do all that, and then you're entered to win the trophy. Let's do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. More reposts that you give, more likes that you give, the more chances you will get to win the trophy. Yes. Indeed. All right. So we did repeat and retreat last week, and we really didn't give it enough time that I felt that it was deserving of because it's a pretty good topic. And um, you should go for this one because I went last week. What do you mean? You want to ask me all these questions? Well, yeah. I kind of answered the questions after you, but if you want to ask me, people, you, you're more than welcome to. But uh, yeah, so basically, it's where it is that people who had a successful year last year, and if they're whether if they're going to have a repeat year and have another very successful year like you know not exactly as good maybe just as good or you know better or retreat which they're not going to do that well they're going to do either way worse or just nowhere near as good whatever it is so it's a repeat or retreat for this so you got you somebody you want to ask me more kenny mm, nick chubb nick chubb if he's going to have a repeat or retreat kind of a year yeah he's pretty interesting because you know he, he definitely is Kareem hunt he definitely is Being pretty interesting because of the whole Kareem Hunt thing. Uh, but so I'm going to say, if you want to ask me repeat or retreat, right? I'm going to say repeat, but repeat and then some. Because Nick Chubb last year ended up only as running back number 17 overall in uh, PPR formats. So this, the biggest thing is, of course, is that they gave away their, their best offensive lineman, uh, Zeit, what is his name? Saito, the one the Giants got in the in the trade for Olivier Vernon. Yeah. I forget. Look it up. I forget his name. But I but he's supposed he's he's a, he's one of the stronger offensive linemen in the NFL. And so they did lose some offensive linemen the running uh the Cleveland Browns. But the point is that Nick Chubb didn't really start emerging to be that guy until they start until they got rid of Carlos Hyde. Yes. So once they got rid of Carlos Hyde, they shown that they got the role of it, okay? Now, I just felt like the Browns, maybe the, the point of them getting Kareem Hunt was because the price was going to be so low for him. You know what I mean? Like, the, he, it wasn't going to cost much because of all the debacles going on with him and the disgusting, you know, way he behaved in the hotel in the video you see, which was absolutely atrocious, absolutely disgusting. If you haven't seen it, go Google it about Kareem um, Hunt, why he got suspended. I'm sure everybody listening to this podcast already knows about that. But he's going to be the main guy. He is going to be the starting guy. He is going to be that guy for that team as far as the running back goes. Now, you see all the weapons they have on that team, right? You know, with Dave and Joku, with David and Joku, with, uh, <clears throat> with um, you know, Jarvis Landry, with Odell Beckham Jr., with all these people for, for uh, Baker Mayfield to throw the ball to, Nick Chubb is going to be that guy that's going to run the ball. Now, I know there's a contract talks about Duke Johnson Jr., and he's not happy with that team, and they're looking to trade him. He's looking to move on for the team. I know Duke Johnson Jr. is typically the pass-catching back, but Duke Johnson Jr. is a guy that I'm staying away from 100% if he plays with the Browns the entire year. I'm not going to even be drafting him at all because there's not enough targets to go around for Duke Johnson Jr. to even be remotely fantasy relevant, and it's he was somewhat of a flex player type of fantasy player last year, yeah. and that's as best as he could be in his career but there's not enough targets to go around but there's not any competition for us who's going to run the ball at least for the first eight weeks and i think even after that 
they're going to see the success from Nick Chubb. I don't think Kareem Hunt's going to take away that starting role right away. Like I did say last year, you know, I, I was always nervous about uh, Kareem Hunt and stuff like that because of what he's seen in his first rookie year about how quickly he could drop off and how quickly he could be irrelevant. But he's still a very good running back, Kareem Hunt. It's just Nick Chubb is also a very good running back, and he's going to have eight weeks to prove himself and eight weeks to take control of that team and take over for that team. And I think that he's going to have a very successful year this year, Nick Chubb. I don't know if he's going to be second round, you know, second round pick successful, like early second round pick, maybe later second round pick. I have a little lower in the rankings than most people do, but I feel like with enough of the passing weapons they have, and Baker Mayfield's going to be you know throwing the ball all over the place to you know to his shiny new wide receiver core. That when they have these leads, the Cleveland Browns, I feel that Nick Chubb's going to keep the leads by running the ball. And then Nick Chubb's not only going to keep the lead by running the ball, he's going to add to that lead by running the ball. Now with the offensive line decreased a little bit, that might hurt him. But overall, I think he's going to have a repeat year with more success. Like, I think he's going to be almost top 10, maybe a little under, like just outside the top 10, I feel. Okay. That's how I kind of feel. Oh, just outside the top 10 in running backs. All right. Uh, that's pretty high, I yeah. feel. I think he's going to have a very good year. He did awesome. Uh, I like him a lot. You know, I mean, last year he did worse than Derrick Henry and Chris Carson and Kenyon Drake. I don't see that happening this year. No, I don't see that happening. No, I, I'm hoping that with the Kareem Hunt effect that he he drops on value on ADP and then right. you know snatch him up at a at a good uh you know pick. I think it will be uh it will pay dividends for sure, especially for the first you know ten games that he's going to be playing. Right, and, and that explosive <clears throat> offense that they, they, the Browns. Seems like on paper they have. We got to see if they do it or, or in, in the Absolutely, reality, you know? of course, of course. This is all just uh, us uh, making our predictions, our guessing. Yeah, of course. Prognosticating, you know. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Anyone else? Uh, let me ask you somebody about a repeated retreat. The fourth overall wide receiver last year, Julio Jones. Uh, he ended up in PPR formats with 325 points. Julio Jones, the biggest thing for him last year, of course, is that he got the touchdowns. He had eight touchdowns, eight receiving touchdowns, um, you know, which is still, like, not great. You know, he got the same amount of touchdowns as, like, Mike Evans and just one more than, like, Tyler Boyd, you know what I mean? Not, like, great, but still ended up as wide receiver number four overall. Do you see Julio Jones having a repeat year or a retreat year? Um, Julio Jones is a beast. Definitely, I'll see him having a repeat year. He's back at the touchdown columns. He got his touchdowns fi- finally. And, uh, you know, he's getting his, uh, I believe, his old new, uh, old offensive coordinator back, right? Uh, is it uh, Dirk Cutter or Mike Yeah, Malone? Cutter, Cutter. Yeah. So, um, I def- you know, Julio Jones, where he's being selected right now, it's is definitely uh, a, a spot that I'll definitely, you know, be picking him. And uh, I see him having a repeat year. Wide receiver five, you know, being like a wide receiver five. You're not too convinced. I do. I see him having a drop. I I, I see him having a retreat year. Julio Jones is a guy for the most part that I'm going to try my best to stay away from. Now, of course, if the value's there and he happens to be there at a certain pick or whatever the case may be, then I'm taking him. I'm staying away from him, though, for the most part. Okay. Especially in Dynasty Redraft Leagues. I'm not taking him in Dynasty Redraft Leagues. So anybody that's in our uh, Dynasty League coming up, if you're listening, then... You could have Julio Jones. I'm not taking him. Especially for this year. The biggest thing about this year, I mean, like I said, every year what you're worried about when it comes to Julio Jones, you are worried about the touchdowns. You're worried about how he's going to do because every year they said, oh, we're going to get him more. Oh, we're going to get him more. Oh, we're going to get him more. 
And it's just so hard to guess. It's kind of like guessing, you know, you have a better chance of figuring out what the backfield for the Patriots is going to be like than with Julio Jones and touchdowns. I mean, look at this. Julio Jones had eight touchdowns last year, but look at all the touchdowns he had the year before. He had three, six, eight again, six, two. He hasn't broken double-digit touchdowns since 2012. And not only that, that he hasn't broken double-digit touchdowns since 2012, that is the only time he has gotten double-digit touchdowns in his career, and that's only one year. And it's not like he's gotten, like, 12 or 14. It's just 10. And guess what? What? Guess who was his office offensive coordinator? Cutter? Cutter. But does it matter? <laughs> well, I hear that. But, but what I'm saying is that he's got 10 there. Now, the other big part about why I think Julio Jones is going to have a regression, a retreat of a year is the schedule. The schedule is tough when he has to go against cornerbacks that he has to face, right? He has to go against the Saints twice, the Panthers twice, the Texans, the Rams, the Colts, the Seahawks, the Titans, the Eagles, the Vikings. That's a really scary list of cornerbacks and tough pass defenses that he has to go against. But the Falcons do have a lot of weapons. I mean, I want to say so much as a lot. Yeah, you can say a lot. Yeah, I guess you can say a lot. But still, it's it's Julio Jones is their main guy. If maybe, if maybe, maybe, maybe it might be that uh, Calvin Ridley has a better year, him being the number two, and they're putting more pressure on Julio Jones. So maybe Calvin Ridley ends up having a better year. He could be a sneaky sleeper play, but he's but still overall, it's not like look, it's not like uh, the Panthers have a great cornerbacks, but they're a pretty good pass defense. You know what I mean? Same thing. The Titans don't have like phenomenal cornerbacks, but they're a pretty good pass defense. You know, the Colts don't have a fantastic cornerback, but they're of very good defense. So it's like to go against the Saints twice, the Panthers twice, the Texans, the Rams, the Colts, the Seahawks, the Titans, the Eagles, the Vikings. It's tough. It's, 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 it's a tough schedule, but guess what? You're talking about one of the top wide receivers. One of the top wide the receivers game. and where you're always worried about the times about his wide, about his uh, touchdown stuff. You, you, know, you can't ever control it. He doesn't get the red zone targets. He doesn't get the red zone looks. He's but not it, that but it's a guy. guy that could, any given Sunday, can give you 30 points, 40 points. I, no, not 30, 40. Yeah, man. I mean, he could, but it's not like a consistent thing with him. No, but that's the thing. You're, you, he's he's a guy that you cannot look at who he's facing, right? You're still going to start him. Of course, because he, he's so talented. So where, but where, do I just, see, where do you see him landing? As a, a what, wide receiver what? I see, him, I see him outside the top 10. Outside the top 10. Yeah. Nah, I have him in my top 10. I, I see him like right outside the top 10. Yeah, that's, pre- that's pretty bold. That's a bold I, prediction. I, yeah, we're going to get into that later. I mean, look, and look at it this way. In the red zone, in the red zone, as far as fantasy points go, he had 46 fantasy points in the red zone last year. That's it. That's it. And, and, that, before, and guess what? And, and guess what? Before, like zero probably. And guess what? <laughs> that's, with, that's with five touchdowns in the red zone. He had eight touchdowns overall. He had five in the red zone, and he still only scored 46 points. Hmm. So, you know what I mean? It's just that, 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 that's my biggest thing about Julio Jones is, you know, like, where, where, whereas is the red zone factor and his contribute to that team and stuff like that. So, gotcha. uh, let me ask somebody else too about repeat and retreat. Marchetti, let me ask you about this guy that's going on. Uh, now that he has the shiny lead role in this, uh, newly vamped, um, offense, I guess you could call it because now they have a new wide receiver, like new star wide receiver, a new star running back with the Pittsburgh Steelers. What do you think about Juju Smith Schuster? Ended up as wide receiver number eight last year, 296 fantasy points overall. This guy had a great year, not that many touchdowns, but only seven. But hey, man, he had 111 receptions. That's pretty high up there. You know, DeAndre Hawkins had 115. Devontae Adams also had 111. So with uh, Juju Smith Schuster, he actually. 
the he was tied for the fifth most receptions out of any other wide receiver in the NFL last year. What do you think about Juju Smith-Schuster? Repeat year or retreat year? It's tough because now we have to see the, the the dynamic has changed with the matchups. You're right? a dynamic. I am a dynamic, and I'm very fantastic. <laughs> and he's going to be facing the top corner. We talked about this before. That's the dynamic that has not change. He's going to see a tougher opponent every given Sunday, and that might hamper his uh, production. Now, granted, Antonio Brown is gone. This guy produced wide receiver one numbers, and, you know, he still has Ben as his quarterback. So if I have to put my money I have to go with repeat here because if he if if he's going to drop, I don't think he's going to drop that significantly. I think uh, you could still see him as your wide receiver one, top 12, you know. So um, I'll say repeat here. I'll definitely have him as a repeat. The I, only, my only concern is the matchup with the corners. I didn't look at his schedule. You probably have his schedule looked up. Uh, and, uh, I, I, I had it before. I don't have it now. But it, it's – um. I still think I think he's going to have still a repeat year. I mean, because remember, there were times last year that Antonio Brown did not play. Antonio Brown had some uh, injury concerns last year, and um, he and, and you know Juju took over as that guy in the games that that Antonio Brown was not around. He still dominated. He still killed. He still did really, really well, Juju Smith-Schuster. So uh, I definitely see a repeat year for him. I definitely still see him as a top ten wide receiver. Um, I'm definitely comfortable drafting him as my wide receiver one for for this coming football year, hundred percent without a problem. He he's definitely gonna get the volume. Look, look against the Chiefs. He had 19 targets, bro, in game uh, week two against the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. You know, and then and well, then with when, the when Denver, you play the Chiefs team, for the most part, you're gonna be a shootout. Bro. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. But you know, he's has gotten well over 50, you know, double digit targets in a lot of the games, and you know, he's has given you, uh, you know. Over 100 yards reception in multiple games, you know? So Yeah, I still see a repeat. Year, it, it's very hard to retreat with Juju, you know? It, the only concern is, of course, like I said, it's the matchup with corners. But I'll say repeat. Next. Going on to our next segment, let's move on to the next segment that we have here that we want to talk a little bit about is bold predictions for the upcoming fantasy football bold. year. Bold predictions coming up for the upcoming fantasy football year. Um, now this is where it's basically self-explanatory. We just mentioned a bold prediction. That's all we do. We mentioned about what's going to be bold. Okay. Uh, like last year, I remember I got one right and people thought I was crazy about this. People thought I was crazy. People thought I was insane about this. When I said Jimmy Graham was going to fall outside the top 10, that Jimmy Graham was going to be a bust. He did injuries though. What injuries? What? What injuries? No, no, I'm joking. (laughs) joking. He played 16 games this year. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Yeah, he did fall off. Yep. Yeah, I, I yeah, told you. You hit, it, you hit it on the nail. Boom. Because there's only one time, one time ever. I, I drafted him. Uh, and, and I told you work. not to. There was only one time ever that Aaron Rodgers. you. That Aaron Rodgers had a tight end fall inside the top 10. There was one time. That's it. And who was it? Jermichael Finley. Uh, yeah. And Jermichael Finley fell, and he tied. 
He tied that year, I remember. I forget what year it was, but I remember that year he tied with Vernon Davis as tight end number 10 overall, and that was once. On average, um, uh, now Jimmy Graham granted it better than the average tight end does with um, Aaron Rodgers, but on average, his wide, his wide receivers end up as wide receiver 22. I mean, sorry, his tight ends. His tight ends end up as tight end 22. So I did make that one. That was correct. Another one that Charlie made also because we did that last year. Uh, he said that Joe Mixon was going to be a top 10 running back and I thought he was crazy I thought it was way off but Joe Mixon ended up being running back number 10 yeah he he's he's balling and missing all, and missing a bunch of those days by by hurting his knee and he missed a bunch of his days and I think that Joe Mixon is also going to have another really good year because of the fact that they beat they took another offensive lineman in the first round of the draft uh which you know is always good but you know as we know as New York Giants as we took Eric Flowers it could also be really bad but, oh my god yeah but uh thanks for reminding us. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Anytime. But uh but yeah, so do you have any bold predictions off the bat that you want to mention? Here's a bold one. Oh god. Leonard Fournette is gonna end up as a RB one. Okay. Top twelve. Top twelve's not too bold. If you would have said top five, I would have been uh, that's crazy. All right, I'll, top twelve's not too bold. Top eight. Yeah, it's a little bolder. I think it's impossible. But Leonard Fournette, you know, we have to know his behavior issues, how he's acting, you know, his injury issues is a huge concern. The thing is, if he can stay on the field, I can see it. He's he's being selected in the third round. Yeah, but if he can stay on the field, I could definitely see it. It's because of his injury concerns. Look how many games he missed last year due to injuries. And then he got suspended for a fight against Buffalo. Buffalo. Yeah, he was wilding. Buffalo. He was wilding. So that wasn't that bold? I wouldn't say that, but yeah, I thought that was bold. I I, th- I think a lot of people are are you know are are, are are no are not looking at Leonard Fournette at all. They're just well because of his injuries, aside. because of his injuries. But they all know he's a tremendous talent. If he stays on the field, they know he could do something well. But it's because of his injuries. He burned so many people last year, and I'm not mad about that. You know, it's hard to trust that. It's hard to do that. You know, he was taken in uh, in like a first round, um, late second last year. You know, like in early second last year. So. All, right, all right, here's another one, David okay. Johnson. Is going to be an RB like top 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 five running back? That's bold. That one, not impossible, but pretty bold. Yeah, I think he's going to end up because of the fact five. that he's on a not so good team, and now that now the team just now it seems like they're probably going to be slinging it more because of the fact that Patrick Peterson suspended for six games. Also, so the defense is not going to be able to be as much help to stop the other team's offense, and they're going to have to be playing a lot of catch up. So you know, I think Christian Kirk's going to have a good year. Christian Kirk, I, I like David Johnson. You know, like with that horrendous offense that he played in. You know, he still ended up being in the RB one. Uh, you know, he was like RB ten, RB eleven. You know, he ended up, and and you're talking about with the struggling rookie quarterback Josh Rosen and abysmal offensive line. Abysmal, yeah, bien terrible. I like that word, abysmal. Um, so. Now that you're going to have a quarterback that could run out of, outside the pocket, there's going to be a lot of moving parts and a, a lot of dink and dunks that I could see him getting volume on, especially on those, uh, you know, sweep sweep routes or whatever you want to call it, uh, you know, a fade, not fade routes. What do you call it? Um, pretty oh, much check, check downs. He's going to get a lot of check down passes. Okay. He's definitely going to get some, some check down passes. I don't think he's going to be that high, but that's, that's kind of bold. I'll, I'll give you one of my bold predictions. Dale. Dale, don't dale. 
Are you doing the Vance dance right now? <laughs> yeah. Because Vance McDonald, I think, is going to be a top five tight end. Top five? Top five. And I'll tell you why top five. Look at it this way. This is why, this is why, I, think it, this is why I think it's going to be top five. Okay? Do it. No Jesse James, right? Juju Smith-Schuster is the main, the main guy to catch the ball, passes on the team, along with James Conner, who's also a really good pass catcher. And I think that Vance McDonald's going to be that red zone guy. I think Vance McDonald is going to kill. I think he's going to have a great year. I think Ben Roethlisberger is going to love the kind of toughness that this guy brings on the field. He's going to bring that Ben Roethlisberger type of toughness on the field catching the ball. I think that Big Ben's going to love him. But look at it this way. Your top three uh, tight ends, who we would assume to be the top three, also ranked as the top three tight ends, are all... Travis Kelsey, Zach Ertz, and George Kittle. And we assumed them to also continue to be top three tight ends again this year, correct? And they were top three last year. Who's your four? No, I'm saying, but those are the top three right yeah, now. Yeah, and know, they were they were top three last year. And yeah. we assume they're going to be top three again. Of Not course. in that order, but between Kelsey, Kittle, and uh, Ertz. I do agree there. Last year, tight ends number th- four and five. Can you guess who four and five were? Guess without looking. No, uh, it's Cook and Ebron. Oh, because you looked. No, 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 no. I didn't look. <laughs> yeah, Jared, Jared Cook, and Eric Ebron. Yeah, we're four and five. Oh, in that order? Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. So uh, that's why that um, I believe that Vance McDonald is going to step up, and Vance McDonald is going to be the tight and is going to be tight end number five. He's going to take one of those top two spots away from. Him. Yeah, I see one of them dropping. Uh, probably Cook. Cook for the most for the most part. I don't think he's going to do that good in the Saints. Nah, nah. Um. But I definitely see Evan Ingram. Well, uh, Cook. Well, Evan Ingram was in, also top five. Is no, I, I could see him ended ended up as a top five tight end. Nah. And uh, yeah, OJ Howard. OJ Howard got injured. Yeah, maybe I don't know. I don't think that Bucks offense is that good. He was balling. Yeah, he was. Doing, I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong. He was doing good. I just you know, he was balling. And even if Grant got injured, but he still you know like it's not it's not like every single tight end died last year. They all died. And tight end sucks. That's why. Yeah, and uh, Jimmy Graham still ended up outside the top ten, and they all died. There were so many ones that were out for the entire year. And uh, OJ Howard, as much as you know, he died. I get it, but he still ended up as tight end number fourteen. Cool, cool. And you know he was balling, right? He still ended up at fourteen. Uh, any other bold predictions you have? Tell me. Man, I don't have any more. You didn't like my Leonard Fournette. I told you <laughs> David Johnson already. David Johnson. Nah, I don't have. Go ahead. You have another one? Yeah, I got a bold one. Go ahead. Todd Gurley falls outside the top 15. Oof. That's. Falls. That's. I don't know, man. Falls. I'm, I'm going to stop this show. I'm falls. Walking I'm walking now. Now, this is what I mean That's by. That's like not even bold. That's like hot, boiling. Yes. Lava. Bold. Yes. Falls outside the top 15. Like it's melting my laptop falls. bold. Now, it is really hard to pass up Todd Gurley if he falls to you like with the seventh overall pick or the eighth overall pick. It's really hard to do that. We got to see how bugging, OTA bro. is going on. No, it, I, I hear you. This is the reason why I feel like he's going to fall. I think that there is something really wrong and, un- and unhappy going on with Todd Gurley and the Rams. With the re-signing of Michael Brown, with this guy, uh, Daryl Henderson, that they drafted. But the point is, yeah, he has a knee problem. We know how about him being hurt. We know how about having the arthritis and this and that and him being hurt, right? Yes. The thing is, if, if he... he he wasn't. I don't think he was that hurt. I don't know how hurt or how much the extent of his injury was in the Super Bowl game. Like it was, he wasn't even like announced out. You know, he wasn't declared out. You know, Todd Gurley's a type of talented player, 
that if you cannot play, he's declared out for the game. He was just something wrong with his knee. And then he didn't play. That to me, it is more behind that that something's wrong there, that he's unhappy with the Rams. The Rams are for whatever reason unhappy with a talent like that with him. And I just think that there's gonna be a lot of cut time for him. And I think that he's just gonna just it's it's not gonna go well for him for the rest of the year. So there is nothing with his talent that tells me he's going to be outside the top 15. There's nothing with his play. There's no track record to show me to say that. I just think it's mainly because of the fact because his knee issue is going to is going to allow the Rams to prevent him to give him the opportunities to do what Todd Gurley does. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, but in all fairness, they, they signed him to a huge contract, you know. That goes all the way. We through signed Odell to a huge contract and, t- and traded him and traded him. Okay, yes, but it, historically with Odell Beckham, there's always been you know like the the front office always been at odds. Yeah, but he's uh, really more outspoken than Todd Gurley. He's yeah, out Todd there. Gur- Todd Gur- what has Todd Gurley done in order for you know the Rams to justify a trade? Well, what like if, with, with the Giants, what we is, understand why they traded because Odell he's just like out to there some like that. degree, yeah. although. They gave him that ridiculous contract and just, you know, flushed down $20 million down the toilet, but that's another conversation. What is <laughs> But the Rams, you know, they're committed with Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley is their primary offensive player. But what is Everything Todd Gurley? Evolves around so him. why didn't he play in the Super Bowl like that? All they were saying he had a bad knee, but they didn't declare him out. I think it's more of, you know, it's the knee. They were really concerned but it's about not, the But knee. if it was that bad, it, and a guy like Todd Gurley, he would be declared out. He wouldn't just sit and wait. I think it was just more of, like, making the Patriots kind of believe that he's going to play and, you know, I don't, not fully I don't, prepare to, you know, uh, play the, the Rams, you know, if they're not playing with Todd Gurley. So they had to prepare for Todd Gurley and C.J. Anderson. I don't think that's the case. Uh, you know, they... They they do stuff stuff like that, you know, because there's a lot of pre- preparation. That I just think that there's involved. something going on there that we don't know about. And and like I said, listen. So you're saying that this is another Marshall Lynch with uh, the Seattle Seahawks? I guess, situation. yeah, something like that, and to some extent. Yes. So it's like it's like, and look, so I you're could not be really, all- you're not really worried. You're saying he's gonna fall out the top fifteen, not because mainly his knees, right? No, I mean, the knees are concerned, but uh, it's not because of it. It's not fully because of it. There's a a small factor, but it's not the major factor. Right. Now, his knees might make him fall outside the top 10, but that might make him fall outside the top 10. But I think there's more to it that he'll fall outside the top 15. All right. Who who, who have you been talking to? I've been talking to myself. I'm the great flex hit list. Okay, cool. You know? Maybe you got some, uh, you know, some... uh, some people out in the Rams that have been telling you some. Stuff, I have a, right? a, a you know a reliable a fly, source. Yeah, a fly on the wall over there. Never give out. Never give out my CIs. Okay. You know, <laughs> never let you know tell you where my CIs are. All right. Chill the wire. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. Um, yeah, that's pretty bold there, man. I don't know if I could uh, follow that one up. I'm not mad at you about that. Anybody the bold predictions you have? Nah, I can't follow that up, man. Come on, one more. Wow. Yeah, you can, man. You got to follow that up, man. One more, man. Nah, man. Nah. Come on, man. I'm over here like just... Uh, no, nah, I don't have one, man. All right, I'll give you one more. Go ahead. Top 12 running back for me, Marlon Mack. He's going to end up being a top 12? Marlon Mack's going to be a top 12? Yeah. Nah, that's... That's not that bold, though. Dude, he went from 21 last year. You're telling me to jump from 21 to 12? That's a lot. Injuries, right? 
Yeah, How many games he missed? Uh, he missed uh, four. Four games, which is a quarter of the season. <laughs> yeah. Um, I could definitely see him. Uh, I see him as an RB1, Matt, Marlon Matt. I could see it because they didn't draft a running back this season uh, in the draft. So that means they, they, they do have confidence with Marlon Mack and the other pieces around him. So it's 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 okay. It's not bold. It's not lava bold like the uh, it's like Todd Gurley. You're bugging, bro. You're bugging. I'm not bugging. You're a dynamic. I'm a dynamic. <laughs> anyway. Uh all right. So, uh moving on just to recap for the not recap, but the, the another segment that we want to talk about in the show that we like to talk about is draft tactics. So, all right. What no, I had the thought. Thought we was gonna talk about the other one. What? Do not buy. Yeah. Why? You want to give me somebody? Yeah. I that's... figured we would need more time to prep for that. Okay. But you want to give me somebody you would not touch? You can. You can give like a little sprinkle about that. Do not buy is basically a segment where we, it's as it says, we do not buy. It is somebody that we will not touch, that we will not go near, that we will not, we will not draft for anything in the world. This person. Yes. So go ahead. If you want to give me one? Go ahead. Give me one. Derek. Henry, really? Why? Hell no! I won't draft Derrick Henry. The offense, the offense is gonna he's gonna be like the main running back for that offense. He's supposed to be the main running back for how many seasons already? And then he just came out of nowhere. Yeah, no, he's been the. He's, listen, he's, he ended up as running back sixteen last year. Yeah, because of his monsters four games that he played the, in the end of the True, season. But still, I mean, he's still gonna do good. I think. I think that's more of a fluke than anything else. So if he he's if he's sitting there for you at like round six, you're not touching him. Round six, yeah. I mean, do not buy. You're not going to touch he, he, anything he's in the right world. Not going in the in the third round, three nine. Yeah, but you, do, do not six. buy is anything you do not touch. You're not going to touch him no matter what. You're no, not but, doing anything in the world. Like Ben Roethlisberger is one for me last year. I was not draft for anything in the world. So was Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham was another one for me that I'm not taking no matter where he falls. I'm not. I'm, you know what? Yeah, I'm not going to touch him. Okay. Yeah, he burned me to, so many times already. So he's a guy I'm definitely going to stay away from no matter what. Even with those four monsters games he had. Where it was really two games, one with the Giants and the other one, I forgot with who, where he had like 200 yards and like four touchdowns uh, that Thursday night football game. Remember with the that Jaguars? Did that Jaguars. Excuse me. Yeah. That's so, a good defense to go with against, too. Oh, excuse me. Sorry. Yeah, but to me, it's more of a fluke, man. That's just a fluke. Like, he, 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 he had so many seasons where he didn't do anything, man. Anything. Look, look, in 2018, that was his, the, mo- the most production he had. And it was the last four games that he had 201. Fantasy points. The last two previous season, 2017, he had 135, 135, and then the one before that, 106. Well, he wasn't. Granted, he wasn't granted, utilized like that. Granted, he wasn't the main. Uh, uh, no, he wasn't the, the main, main running back. Derek, right? uh, uh, the kid from the Cowboys. Yeah. Oh, what's his name? Demarcus Murray. Demarco Murray. Right? Demarco. Demarco Murray. Murray. Yeah. So, but you know, he did start 12 games this season. And if you look at the games that he, you know, it was the last four games that he got all the points. He doubled. He doubled his production in those last games. No, I get it. For the whole season. I, I get it. I just, it's, it's more of a, a fluke for me. Fluky. Fluky. Look, you're talking about in week 14, 47.8 points. 47.8 points, bro. Then with, he followed it up with 30.24 points. And then 16 and then 11. Before that, 4.1, 5.92, 5.7. Everything, 5.55. Five, five. He had a couple of games that he had double digits, but that's about it. Nope, I'm not touching him. 
You could touch him. You could take him. Take a chance. But I'm not taking a chance. Well, I like him. You like him. I think he's going to do well. All right. And uh, I think, I mean, granted, he's in a tough division defensively, but still, I think he's going to do pretty well. So that's, you know, he last those last four games, 93 points he got. 93 points. Would you that's, t- that's almost that's almost. So you're not taking him at all. I'm not. Tu- I'm not at touching. all. I'm not touching. So if it's between him and Adrian Peterson, come on, man. <laughs> I'm, not t- <laughs> Adrian P- I'm not touching Adrian Peterson either. But uh, between one of them, who is it? it? Which oh, one you but, take? But now you make, now you're giving me an ultimatum. Yes, him and Adrian Peterson. You're giving me an ultimatum. Of right. course, I'm gonna get Derrick Henry. Okay, I'm gonna take him. Okay, I, 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 just asking. Him and Lashawn McCoy. Henry. See, Oof, yes. That's a tough one. Oh, wait, wait, wait. That's tough. <laughs> I, is, is that the Bills uh, 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 running back uh, is, is, is pretty deep. No, they're like senior citizens in the running back. Yeah, NFL. and you got Frank Gore. Yeah, I mean, Dave, Devin Singleton. Single and, and the kid I do like from, uh, from there is the kid that they got from uh, the Jaguars. The Jaguars? Yeah, that he played for the Jaguars. Oh, TJ Yeldon? Yeah, TJ yeah. Yeldon. I think he's going to end up being the one that takes the starting role. But um, I gotta go with I gotta go with Derrick Henry because he's gonna be the one that's gonna get the most uh, touches, for sure. So he's not not on your do not buy list. No, but you gave me ultimatum. So if if you're telling me pick one, I have to. Last year, if you one. last year you told me would I rather have Eli Manning or or um or Ben ah, Roethlisberger as my get quarterback? Out of here, man. I would have took I, Eli Manning over Ben Roethlisberger. Over. <laughs> show's over. Just over, over here talking about <laughs> Eli over. Last year I would have done that. That's because you're a fan. No, la- no, because no, because he was on my do not buy list. Ben Roethlisberger. Man. I didn't want anything to do with him. Mm. I want nothing to do with Ben Roethlisberger. Same thing with Jimmy Graham. He was and, on my do not buy well, list. You was totally wrong with Ben Roethlisberger. Oh, I 100 percent I was. A hundred percent I was. It was way off. I'm just saying the big fact that he was on my do not buy list. I, I'm not taking it for anything. You would have been banging the table with your head. Oh, I would have been wrong. <laughs> saying why did I pick Eli? I would have been totally wrong. A hundred percent. I would have been totally, Jesus. totally wrong. But still, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not drafting him. Okay. That's what I mean by do not buy. All right. Okay. Maybe maybe Derek Henry's more on your buy and beware list. No, I'm not. He's okay. do not buy. You just mentioned two people you take you're over. Give, you're telling me, all right, so if I have, you're giving me an ultimatum. I'd rather go take chances with someone else. I'd rather take a chance with Justice Hill in, in, in Baltimore Ravens. That's, that's, I'd rather But you'd rather not shot. take the chance with LaShawn McCoy. No, I'm not taking a chance with Sean McCoy. Okay, just saying. Uh, so finishing off, like I said, what about draft tactics? Let's just finish it off and wrap it up with the draft tactics to give it a little bit quick. Uh, you know what? Yeah, let's go into this real quick and give a couple because there's another topic that I would like to spend a little more time on. We don't have all the time in the world to spend it on. All right. But these are basically draft tips, like tips that we would like to give to improve your draft. You know what? I think we should kind of give draft tactics a little bit throughout every show, give a draft pick at the end of every show going forward to help people improve their drafts. Okay. So uh, what if you had to give one draft tip to somebody, what is your draft tip? Do not pick a defensive team in the first four rounds. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Nah. That's an inside joke, by the way. I did, I did not, I did not do that. But there was a, just to clarify, the joke was that there was a. I remember there was one year I wanted the Jets defense really badly, and then they kept saying it, and then some kid in the second round took the Jets defense because other people were saying it out loud. We're talking about that, which is you know, 
And he just thought it was a really good thing to take, and he took the Jets' defense in the Flex second round. Flex kicked him out from my league. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you're welcome to kick out a person who took the <laughs> Jets' defense in the second round pick. You're welcome being upset at me about that. But um, uh, so what's a draft tip? Draft tip is try to get one of the top three tight ends. Try to get one of the top three tight ends, yes. no matter what the cost. No matter what the cost. I'm not saying draft them in the first round. but okay. Why is that such a big draft tip for you? Because if you had to give one draft tip, that's the one draft tip you would give? Yeah, because it, there's a there's this big disparity on the drop-off on as far as tight end three to tight end four. You know, your tight end one, Travis Kelsey, he ended up, if you look, if you compare numbers, he ended up as a wide receiver 10. You know, he was a wide receiver one. You know, and then and then you have uh, the other two tight ends, Zach Ertz and George Kittle. They're gonna they're gonna give you some points, and and that's very valuable, especially in in a position that's very 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 shallow. You could take chances with a Vance McDonald, but are you gonna be sure that he's gonna give you that production? You know, there is a chance, but there's definitely a better chance with these three tight ends, and. If you're one of those that don't like to reach, I I do recommend that if you have to reach one position, it has to be the tight end, and it has to be the, these three tight ends. Other than that, I won't reach for any other tight end. I'll just play the board after that and go for value. I mean, I get it. You know, tight ends are so hard to find, and they kind of just die. I mean, I rather I rather you know if somebody like Travis Kelsey is going like around the third round, second round. Uh, I rather just build up my my team on running backs and wide receivers. I rather build up depth. I rather have more options there than to make sure that I have a really good tight end. Like if my tight end not for nothing for the most part is even giving you about ten points a game, I'm I'm sold. I'm good. I'm good with my tight end giving me. Ten. I rather have my tight end give me ten points a game and have two wide receivers to give me, um, you know, twenty points a game as opposed to my tight end and my wide receiver give me you know, 20 points a game, and then my other wide receiver giving me, like, five or eight. You know what I mean? Yeah, I gotcha. But I, hey, that, 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 I, I understand the logic. I understand the theory about it, so it's yours. My draft tip, if I had to give one draft tip, my draft-tastic one, if I had to give one draft tip today, it would be to mock. Mock, 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 mock. Do your mock drafts that is my number one tip and of course you know during your drafts there's different ways to look at it there's different tips we'll give away in, in more upcoming episodes but my number one draft tip is to do mock drafts whether you want to do it on espn you want to do it on yahoo you want to do it on fancy football calculator you want to do it on sleeper bot i enjoy doing it on sleeper bot because i could do a mock draft in like five minutes and it's always different Fantasy pros and sleeper bot. Yeah. yeah, fantasy pros, you want to do it as well. I like sleeper bot, you know, because it's easy. I can just do it on my phone really easy. I can do it online really easily. It takes like five minutes to do a mock draft. I get it. If you want to do it on ESPN, it's also pretty good because at least it's with live players. But the sucky thing about that is that people get trolls. You get trolls. Yeah, you get trolls. You know, like remember Ezekiel Elliott was going to be suspended for a couple of games. Uh, that one year he spent it for like six games, whatever, and ended up dropping to not being, I mean, like two games, whatever. And it was like we didn't find out till the end of the year, and people were taking him like the first overall pick, and we're like, "Yo, if this was really dra- people ended up picking him in the first round." No, yeah, 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 yeah. Or and some, first and second round, yeah. yeah but er, like I'm talking about like top three people ended up taking him, and it was like 
if it was a real life draft, you're more than likely not going to do this. And they would just mess it up. But the good thing is, like, with ESPN is at least with real people are there and you could see real, you know, really what they're really going to pick and judge it. But it just take, takes like take like half an hour to do a mock draft on ESPN. You know, you might not find the right room. It's hard to get to the right room at the right time. You got to kind of be quick with it. But uh, besides that, sleep. I, I, I do like. Sorry. Go ahead. No, no. What you saying? I do like uh, what you recommended. And that's mock. And. You should take different approach every time you mock. Just don't do the same approach. Absolutely, try different approaches. Where let's say I'm not gonna pick, I'm not gonna select a wide receiver the first couple of rounds. Right? Or you're gonna go RB heavy, or you want to pick a quarterback early. See how it ends up. If you're liking how the team uh, assembles, you know, right? And, and, and you like the final product, and you know, it, it, it helps you understand. And prepare for uh, for when the draft does happen for situations that occurs. Because sometimes you have a player in mind that you want to select, and they get selected before you. Someone reaches, you know, reaches before you do. And you know, at least now you're you have at least uh, someone else in mind that you might be able to draft. So with all the approaches that you have taken. You know, it will help you prepare for such situations. A hundred percent. It would also help you prepare depending how your lead does their draft orders and stuff like that. I mean, you know, we like to do really creatively. And I'm going to start, I have to start filming soon. I have to start filming the video soon about uh, how to pick draft orders in fun ways. But the point is, like you said, is that you get to see which picks you like. You get to see which picks worth well. You get to see, like, like I know, like, okay, I really didn't like the first overall pick. I didn't like picks one through three last year because I didn't like that wraparound. I didn't like the end of the second round. You know what I mean? Like, I remember when your league, I had the option of of where I wanted to choose my my pick, and I ended up taking the 12th pick. I took the last pick because of the fact that I wanted somebody like Michael Thomas and Christian McCaffrey, and that's what I ended up getting. So it's like uh, I knew I could have that. I knew I wanted that one-two punch. So it is. It helps you allow mock drafts to see where players are falling, so you could judge, and you could even judge. Like I remember in my fourteen-team league when I took. Uh, I remember I took Saquon Barkley in the first round because I knew I was going to have the fifth pick, and I found that out. I took Saquon Barkley. I had Adam Thielen as my keeper, and I was like, "All right, um, since I have Adam Thielen as my keeper coming up with this league, I could grab Julian Edelman." At this point, so I'm gonna, you know, if I grab Julian Edelman at this point, then they, you know, it's at least because I already have Adam Thielen as my keeper, I'm set for the first four weeks that he was suspended for. So I, I could afford to reach for Julian Edelman at this point a little bit. You know, it was a little bit of a reach at that point, but I could yeah. afford that at my fifth round is where I got him. So the point was is that because of all my mock drafts, I was able to. Do, I probably done about twenty mock drafts already, twenty thirty mock drafts already. Already, yeah, of course, hundred percent. I done zero. <laughs> Well, Marchetti. Well, I did one live draft, the Dynasty Yeah, draft. but that's, that's just the rookie it. one. Oh, you know what? And you've done I'm, I'm lying. I'm lying. I did do um, you like three or five mock drafts for the fantasy, uh, the Dynasty League. Well, you done with us, too. we done yeah, here on the show. Yeah, we done a few. But, so, so but those don't really count. That's I, really, I beat you all the time. Yeah, sure. Okay. Whatever helps you sleep, sleep at night, Marchetti. It helps but, me sleep um, very, very, very good. Just mock. Do a lot of mock drafts. It really is the best way to prepare yourself for your drafts. That is, if I give anybody a tip ever, is do all the mock drafts. And to me, Sleeper App is a great app. Man, what would I do without you? It was excellent. You would probably succeed. Excellent advice right you there. You would probably succeed a Guys, lot more. Listen to that. <laughs> yes. All right, party people, that's all the time we have here today for the Better Fantasy Bureau podcast. Uh, once again, do not forget, follow us on Instagram. At BNB Podcast on Twitter, also at BNB Podcast, and rate us, rate us, rate us, rate us, rate us, and review us, and then send us the DM that you are already following us on Instagram or or, or Twitter, uh, and that you rate and review us and get script to win the trophy, the beautiful, sexy trophy that we have, right, Marquette? Yes, yes, and uh, I just want you guys to have a good weekend, and let's go Toronto Raptors. <laughs>
Let's go Toronto Raptors, but not Drake. I don't want Drake winning, but no, I want Drake, Toronto to win. Drake shouldn't be rubbing his coach, or not, not his coach, his, I don't know what. Dressing like Tupac from uh, Above I hope, the Rim. I hope ESPN doesn't show him too much. <laughs> I'm going to throw up if that happens. All right, party people, success nonetheless. See you on this side or the other. Peace. Peace, BFAs. <laughs>